I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Week 16 is here. Semifinals for basketball. Semifinals for your fantasy league. Just a few weeks out from the NFL playoffs. Christmas is in just a few days, and we got another wacky NFL schedule this week with three games on Christmas Day. It's been a busy week, Steve. Got a lot to get to. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, and I'm a lot warmer than I was this time last week. Uh, I apologize for the absence, but due to a lack of heat in my home, I was not able to partake. But I'm happy to be back and Got a lot of built-up energy to uh, expel on the show tonight from the lack of football discussion this past week. So I'm ready to go, man. You mean like the 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 cold was like a, a Wim Hof thing, and you, and you got your cold exposure last week, so you're all fired up, ready to go. No, your batteries are recharged just in time for a wild week 16, man. So we're gonna get into the biggest storylines coming out of week 15, guys. We're going to get into our weekly rankings. Steve has shared with me a screenshot comparing Trevor Lawrence to Daniel Jones, and this is very interesting. Uh, I can't wait to go through this with you guys. And then we're going to get to um, our best ball stocks, our fantasy stocks, and we're going to look at the week, week 16 slates and make some parlays live with you guys on Underdog Fantasy. And we're going to do all that while we correlate it with the sports card market on eBay and COMC.com. Uh, so I'm excited to dig in, Steve. Yes, sir. And uh, man, where do we start? Do we do we want to talk about the wild Thursday night game last week? Yes, I was I was going to start with that because I started last stream with like, who is Easton Stick? Uh, I think he, this guy's obviously got some rushing ability. He had this very interesting college resume. Look at his athletic profile, and then he gets two carries. He gets two carries, and the Chargers are losing 42 to zero at halftime. Now I get it. No, no Keenan Allen. You know, uh, so it, obviously, but obviously after the game or the next morning, they fired Brandon Staley, the head coach and their GM was his name, like Tim Leskeski or something like that. They fired the GM and the head coach. Yeah. You know, if you watch that game, I, you, you couldn't put it all on Easton stick, but you kind of feel like the team went out the night before and just said, you know what, who cares? <laughs> Defensively, they didn't really look like they were trying. They gave up, what, three long touchdowns in the first half? In the first quarter, probably, like of 40, 50 yards or more. I mean, they made uh, Aiden O'Connell look like the second coming of Steve Young. So, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Chargers are quite as bad as they played, but they definitely were not there emotionally, and that kind of translated to not being there physically. Yeah, they definitely they they definitely weren't there. I think the firing has been a long time coming. I think they let Brandon Staley stick around too long. Um, uh, I had I had this. I actually didn't bring my paper out here with me, but it's okay. Because yeah, the, it, I mean, it's look. My question for you is, Steve, is this the ultimate buy low opportunity for Justin Herbert? Yeah, yeah. Um, this past week, I've been watching a couple of 
the usuals, you know, the optic, optic hollows, even some rookie tickets just to kind of see. And, you know, they were pacing, uh, you know, Burrow for a while, then Burrow pulled ahead. But uh, from what I can see, Herbert's like sub Hertz, sub Tua in a lot of cases now. Wow. No, he really is. $76 PS Prism PSA 10. Man. My word. Just like look at that that down chart. I mean, we're, we're used to this card being... Look at that, like last uh, playoff time period, 180-200, even heading into the, the summer, 150. And they've just been they've been dive-bombing ever since, 75. So uh, I wonder, like, look, $65, buy it now. Good Lord. And then you have, like, if we look at something a little bit more scarce, Steve, like maybe a Optic Hollow or a, a Prism Silver, I got I to gotta think that that's going to be... Black Prism Silver down to 137. Oh man, even that uh mosaic was 87 silver mosaic. That's unbelievable. Let's see what his rookie tickets autos are at now, or if there's any ending in auction tonight. You know, one of the charts I sent you um just had to do with quarterback efficiency, QBR, and then raw qbr which takes into consideration like strength of the opponent yada 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 um, and he's actually sixth on the season so you know it's it's not that he's bad there's obviously way more going on here and uh definitely way way too early to not only be giving up on him but to be selling low uh yeah it looks like well these are some p so psa 9 and that one's blue uh optic rookie ticket auto sold for 1280 Yesterday. That's a numbered one. Wow, look how cheap this one went for. This uh this patch auto nine nine three hundred and forty three dollars. That's a uh I believe that's an aftermarket auto though. Aftermarket okay, events. Uh yeah, you're right. PSA DNA certified. Okay, so uh here we go. Here here's an optic base rookie ticket auto eight ninety nine. Looks like they may have flatlined, but I mean this this card used to be like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and the ten twenty two hundred that was like thirty five hundred for sure. And you know uh, you, you're gonna have the same people that are trying to you know scare you out of uh, out of the market and say like oh look these guys are all going down it's the market it's the market but it's really not it's just that they haven't played as well and a lot of the guys are hurt. He's hurt. Burrow's hurt. You know a lot of these major QBs are hurt. And you've got up-and-coming guys that are taking over the market. Purdy, you know, he's kind of taking over two markets almost with his values. And then, uh, you know, in the rookie class, you've got some guys that don't deserve to be being overpaid for, like Bryce Young right now. And, uh, and yeah, Puka, man. You should, I saw some of those Puka prices on the show that you did with Carter. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. And we definitely will be getting to the Rams, especially when we talk about this upcoming uh, week slate. Uh, I do want to say hi to James and, and the Tua fans. Brandon Harlow, what's up, man? Random Esports 1323. Purdy is the, your your front runner for MVP. Inspirex Media. Uh, Kenny Pickett's hot garbage, man. I have missed Kenny Two Gloves. Where have you been, my brother? Uh, oh, Tank Dell ruined his season. That's where he's been. Uh, Tank Dell ruined his season, and he's probably been fixing chimneys and heaters. I know it's really cold up in the Northeast as well. 
Um, and Br Brandon Harlow wants Mike Tomlin fired. And I, I saw that Trubisky has now been benched for Mason Rudolph. They gave in and benched Trubisky for Mason Rudolph. You know, we did get the uh, the Deontay Johnson. We got one more Deontay Johnson touchdown, but uh, Gardner Minshew made uh, pretty good work. And the, the Colts rushing offense has been a, a really bright spot for them all year. Their all offensive line has really come together. It's been blocking well. And that run game, it's like it doesn't matter who they put back there. Um, has been has been holding it down, man, and and we have a couple injuries there. But what are, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Did you happen to catch that game? No, I just looked at the the highlights and the box scores and stuff. Um, again, the stat line. I'm not saying Trubisky had an outstanding game, but if you watched that game, it was that O line play was just absolute terrible. I mean, I would feel feel bad for any QB that had to play behind that line. And that maybe isn't a testament to how good the pass rush is for, uh, for the Colts perhaps, but uh, they were getting hit in the backfield nonstop, nonstop. And even when they brought in Mason Rudolph, he was just two drives. He was a sack sandwich. So uh, pre pretty bad time to be a Steeler. Uh, they, a lot of people thought they should have just tanked and gone for a quarterback, but now they're kind of in limbo. So they might make the playoffs. They might not. If they don't, they miss out on the top pick. So Hard to say, but yeah, you could say it's partially Tomlin, but I'll, I will say this, the past few weeks, the defense, Andy, giving up over 30 points a game, the O-line just getting decimated every single snap, it's bad. It's bad. I don't, I don't really care who you put back there, and they're just going to be getting eaten alive, and I wouldn't want to be starting under center for the Steelers this week. Yeah, they are playing the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday at 4.30 p.m., which leads into my other big story, is through three weeks, uh, Jake Browning has been a top-five quarterback, and this team is very much alive in the playoff race. And this whole Jake Browning uh, storyline is, is wild because he's he's in the past month, he's been the biggest uh, like riser in terms of people making money on his sports cards because – He's got very few. He's only got 74 different sports cards, uh, rookie cards, Steve. And it's like score. It's uh, c contenders, college, and prism draft picks. And then luminance or something like that. So he's got very few rookie cards, and they've just gone up exponentially. Um, uh, do you think that Jake Browning is going to turn into a pumpkin here? Do you think he can take um, them to the playoffs? Uh, Jamar Chase also dislocated his shoulder this past week. So just general Bengals thoughts here as, as the Steelers take them on four 30 this afternoon. He's been a big surprise because he's looked really like polished, right? Like he's not having like accidental luck. Like he's looked composed in the pocket. He's moving around. He's hitting this guys. He's using different guys that than they normally use and just spreading the ball around and it's working. So uh, I got nothing bad to say about the guy. I've seen some people be like, oh, yeah, man, he's, he's better than Burrow. Burrow had a bad year. I'm like, all right, slow down. He's not better than Burrow, but he is good, and he's even the kind of guy that he continues playing like this. There's teams that could be calling in the offseason. Yeah, the teams could be calling him an offseason, which could lead to future opportunities. Man, look at this uh, college rookie ticket auto out of 15 ending tomorrow at around noon. Currently four hundred and six dollars in auction with twenty four bids. 
That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's yeah. Score score numbered out of a hundred forty four dollars. One day left Thursday ten. Do oh, not have any pro uniform stuff? No, no, wow. no pro uniform stuff. But you know who does? T Higgins, man. Did you see that touchdown grab by T Higgins? Dude, that was exceptional. I, you know, another guy that's been hurt all year, and you hate to see it, but uh, just a testament to how good he is. And he does kind of have to play second fiddle sometimes, but you can see when he doesn't have to uh, how good he really is, which leads me to think that there's now a better chance than before that somebody comes calling with an offer he can't refuse, and he ends up on a different team. Yeah, he is set to be a free agent this offseason, and I'm hesitant to think if the Bengals can afford him, especially with how much they're paying Joe Burrow, and they're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those situations where when Jamar Chase is out, T. Higgins steps up as a complete alpha and just steps right in. So, you know, this guy's awesome, and I think there's some serious potential for T. Higgins to potentially go up some more here over uh, the past couple weeks, especially if they get into the playoffs, depending on how much time Jamar Chase misses. And then you also have another interesting storyline out of the Bengals, and that is the rookie Chase Brown, uh, who two weeks ago had that monster explosive play. And the guy's getting more and more work. I mean, we're, we're, we're stepping into a scenario where it looks like there's going to be more of like a 50-50 split between Chase Brown and Joe Mixon. So... I think that's super interesting, especially with him being a rookie. Yeah, I've seen some of his auctions going for a pretty penny all of a sudden. You know, this is a guy that was relatively forgotten about until two weeks ago. He makes a couple of long catches and uh, for a long touchdown, and he's on the radar again. And that's good because, uh, you know, Mixon is fine. He's actually a little bit more than serviceable, especially for fantasy purposes. But this – this guy is electric. He's kind of what they need. And as Mixon gets older, they could probably use more of like a one-two approach. Yeah, like I, I'm not opposed to getting one of these Origins cards here. Right now, they're they're at good prices. But, you know, of course, we got 17 minutes and 19 minutes left. I love the artistry on Origins. I know people hate the edges and corners. They get a lot of whitening. Um, and they're thick cards, thick cardstock cards, not chrome finished. Uh, but, you know, nice stitching. It's, he doesn't have many cards out. He is in a uh, rated rookie, Donruss. Steve, have you got your your hands on any 2023 Donruss yet? I haven't, but I've watched a couple of uh, box breaks, and I watched your guys' box break on the channel here, and uh, I like the product. I do like the product. Um, I'm a m massive fan of the optic previews. I think that they're always going to be a massively under- rated underappreciated asset but um while, while everyone's downtown chasing man chase some other stuff that no one's looking at so we we pulled up the origins numbered out of 99 that's got the nice patch nice stitching uh sticker auto stick the auto's off the sticker a little bit so i tell you right off the bat it's not going to grade a 10 on the sticker and the cards aren't going to grade a 10 look at these corners look at the whitening makes a big old fat card um and Steve, what would so with no with knowing that and seeing those details, what would your max bid be on a card like? What would you want to buy this for to feel like you could turn around and maybe flip it here in the next few weeks, heading into the playoffs, and make money? Uh, honestly, probably like right around where it is. 
Yeah. And it's probably not going to, it's probably going to go up closer to maybe like 40 bucks. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm, It'll I'm be interesting. I could see it, you know, going for 35 or 40 bucks tonight. We should keep an eye and just see where it ends. But uh, the thing is, is that, you know, maybe by the time they're eliminated or by the time we're in the playoffs or even in the off season, you're going to have other sets coming out and, uh, you know, now have a little bit better buying opportunity on some of these same cards. But if you're looking to buy, let's say one of these now to flip in a couple of weeks, uh, then you're obviously going to pay a little more. So, so now I've got a certified pulled up out of 99 mirror blue. Uh, it doesn't quite have as much like the artistry to me is not as nice. Obviously it's horizontally formatted. Um, what do you, would you rather have this one or the origins at the same price point? Cause this one does look like at least the, the corners are better. At least maybe I, I can't tell, but yeah, it's not quite as clear, but I do like the origins, but, um, I don't know. The, the, actually the patch is really nice. You'll get a lot of people that want that card just for that patch. But the only thing holding it back is a lot of people don't like contrasting colors with uh, with cards like the parallels. If you have an orange uniform, you don't want like a blue or you don't want to. You know what I mean? Whereas mm -hmm. with the origins, it's not quite as uh, contrasting. Yeah, like blue is not not nearly as cool as the galaxy in the background with all the dark matter. Just like the abstract, like, yeah, like the reds and pinks there with the with the bangles in. Just the overall card design of Origins, I think, is a lot is a lot nicer, Steve. Is he uh is there a Donruss base auto, I wonder, floating around? Oh man, I'm sure a 2023 Donruss Chase Brown auto. Let's see. Yeah, portrait portrait variation oh, guys started. There you go. We're in the one ending tomorrow at 851. Is that 99 cents right now, guys? That's a that's a must watch. That's, that's a new listing right too. There, wow, so this is a new listing. That's a flash auction. 24 oh, hour auction. Sweet. Look at that one. That one's another really nice one cuz optic uh blue scope which is going to be a short print insert within the Donruss. It's not just optic, it's optic preview. And then you get the base Donner's blue press proof. And then the it looks like green, green auto there. I mean, green auto, I would imagine, has got to be serial numbered. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, both of those, I think, are going to end favorably. I would definitely keep an eye on both of those. Actually, those are, yeah, that's, that's, those, that's a really sharp snipe and then you've got a uh, pen pals man you got the pen pals black ink auto ending friday at 502 a.m there you go turn of the century oh i love me some turn of the century too serial numbered rookie auto great design on that card foil finish yeah those are those are nice grabs um you know and even as the nicer sets the newer nicer sets or whatever you want to call them come out uh those Donruss cards, even though they'll be abundant now because the product just came out, they'll hold a longer value. You know, the rated rookie logo phenomenon. They're going to hold a longer value on that alone. They And, and they have a higher PSA 10 uh, hit rate as well. You know, it's harder to have issues on these Donruss cards. So what would your what would your max bid be on this, Steve, where you'd feel comfortable that you could turn around and flip it for like a double up? Like in the eighteen dollar range, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking too. 
We got Kevin in the chat, my guy from my hometown homie here. Kevin, what's going on, buddy? Kevin, uh, Chase Brown for the win. Uh, happy to have you in the chat, Kevin. So, uh, Steve, uh, real quick, before we go to the next uh, major storyline, do you have um, any best ball teams on underdog fantasy that have advanced to the semifinals? Uh, just a couple, man, but I, I got a few dogs in the race. Not not a lot, but I do have some still alive. So there was a couple injuries this week that hurt. Tyreek uh, was a big one, but uh, there's still still a few ducks in the race here. How about you? Let's go, man. So you got a sweat. I got one sweat. I got one team. It's a Dak CD Lamb, but it's it's backed up with uh, Baker Mayfield and Chris Godwin, who saved my ass this week. And then the running backs, like you won't believe this, this roster. The running back has Bijan Robinson, Kenneth Walker, James Cook, uh, amongst a, a couple other guys that are solid running backs this year. And then that tight end, dude, check this out: Sam Laporta and Trey McBride. So yeah, there you yeah. Go. So I'm I'm alive, man. I'm alive. I'm like a holding a holding hope. Obviously, can't count the chickens before the eggs hatch, but. Um, you know, we got to sweat. It's that's it's just fun to have a sweat, you know, like to be in it. There's always a chance, man. It's I see one. that. Um, one. It's like you just need a chance. Yeah, you just need a chance, man. I see Kenny Pickett's hot garbage has got a chance. Uh, he, he just needs two huge weeks from Bryce Young. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that, man, but uh, we'll, we'll wish you luck. Uh, got 12. Oh, nice. So he, here's his actual numbers. He got 12 through this week, 11 on underdog, one on DraftKings. Man, that's awesome. Well, I guess that conversion rate, I know he did a couple hundred. Uh, so, you know, dude, good luck, man. That's solid, dude. 12 through this week, 11 on underdog. Man, so that's pretty decent that you're going to get one, at least one through to the final round. Man. I had... I think I had 23 going into this week, and I think I got like five or six left. So, yeah. Breathe, breathe deep, and um, at least those all pay something, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and check it out, guys. Uh, best ball season's not over. A lot of people think best ball season's over. Best ball mania four is coming to a conclusion, but guys, they still got drafts for all different sports. <laughs> For NFL playoffs, the NFL playoffs, look at all these drafts, and the NFL playoffs is really heating up. The mitten that pays out $25,000 to first place, $5 entry. Um, that, is, that is really heating up, right? It's going to start at the playoffs and go through the playoffs, and you're just trying to pick the players that are going to perform the best throughout the duration of the playoffs and pick the teams that are going to go to the championship game and ball out. So, are the players that are going to go to the championship game and ball out. So promo code quest still gets you an instant 100% deposit bonus up to $500 for new users. It's like never a better time to try out underdog fantasies drafts, get in on the best ball action, uh, get yourself a sweat going and then get in on some pickums and you can get some weekly sweats going as well. You know, the interesting dynamic of doing a playoff best ball sheet now um, is if there's a fringe team, Andy, their draft position is going to be much lower than somebody that's cemented in a playoff spot. So you could draft a pretty phenomenal team. If those guys get in, you could have the nuts, man. Because if you draft later, those guys are going to cost a pretty penny. 
a pretty penny. Like one, like one guy who might be going down a little bit in value right now after last week. This is my other major storyline. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys playing against Buffalo. And they just got wrecked, man. Now, I know they lost the right guard, Zach Martin. But they got wrecked, man. The, the Bills defense came alive. J uh, James Cook balled out. Uh, Josh Allen didn't really have to throw that much. And Cowboys got absolutely wrecked. What What's your uh, thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys moving forward here, Steve? And what was your reaction to that? Yeah, uh, well, I think one observation is it shows you how important the offensive line is because they're down two linemen and they got beaten up. They couldn't function on offense. And, you know, you saw the same thing happen in that three-game stretch with the Niners when they ha had offensive line injuries. You know, they were dysfunctional on offense all of a sudden. So I think Dallas is in some serious trouble going into Miami this week. Yeah, Miami's defense has been playing good. They just absolutely destroyed the Jets this past week. Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, they're two star uh, playmakers on defense, but amongst a bunch of other guys, and their defense has been playing good. Jalen Waddle stepped up in Tyreek's absence. So uh, Devin A. Chain's kind of got more of a satellite role now. They're using him a little bit more sparingly, but you could see uh, Raheem Mostert maybe <laughs> already 20 touchdowns. He may put a few more on the board. Mike, If Mike McDaniels is studying that film of how the Bills just destroyed the Cowboys, looking at that like, all right, Moster, let's let's get it. It's a must start. Yeah, you know we we always talk about getting hot at the right time, and uh, that's definitely Dallas right now. They had a little bit of a lull in there, and uh, while that's true for them, it's also inversely true for Dallas, who, you know, they're still going to make the playoffs almost for sure. But that's not the momentum, negative momentum you want going forward. Yeah, man, that that is um, that's rough. So. But, but on the other hand, all right, let's talk about the Buccaneers. They, they go into Green Bay and they handle business. The Green Bay defense kind of, kind of fell apart. Baker shredded them up, Steve. He had a perfect 158 passer rating. He was the highest graded quarterback by PFF this past week. And Chris Godwin came alive. He, in fact, I don't know if you know this, but Chris Godwin's wife lit up our offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, like a week and a half ago on Instagram. And ever since, Chris Godwin's been bawling out. So I'm like, oh, thank you. So sometimes, you know, you just got to get the wife involved, right? Yeah, squeaky wheel gets the grease. And sometimes uh, the squeaky wheel is the wife, you know. So, yeah, good Hell for yeah, him, man. man. He deserved a lot more action than he was getting. And he deserves every every bit of it. So, so they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week who have been getting absolutely gashed, absolutely gashed over the middle of the field in their secondary. And that's where Chris Godwin does most of his damage. So I think this is um, an interesting matchup this week as the Jackson Jaguars passing defense is 24th in yards allowed per pass. And the, the Buccaneers passing offense is now 7th in yards per pass and 16th overall. Um, kind of right now they're, they're, they've got a playoff seed having beat the saints earlier in the season. So if they beat the Jags, then they just play the saints at home. And pretty much if they win that, I mean, we're in, uh, and they had the Carolina Panthers at the very end of the season, 
Uh, so I mean, that's not that that tough of a matchup. Uh, Jags, man, I, I said I wasn't too high on them a couple weeks ago. They're now they've lost now three in a row. Andy, now Oof. one the one thing that's a little bit scary statistically is they're five and one on the road. So that they are a better road team than a home team. Not sure why that is. That's kind of an odd statistic. But um, Tampa, I think, will uh, go against that and uh, and beat them this week. I love it. I love it. Uh, so in terms of Trevor Lawrence, though, I know a lot of people have bought into Trevor Lawrence quite a bit, and they spent quite a bit of, of money on Trevor Lawrence. What is your uh, recommendation to those people who are holding a lot of Trevor Lawrence bags, this situation where, because there's a three-way tie, right? There's no guarantee that the Jags even make it to the playoffs at this point with being tied with the, the Colts and the Texans uh, in the division. And with how strong the, the rest of the AFC is, I mean, it looks like you win and you're in from the AFC South. So um, what do you think people should be doing with, with Trevor Lawrence right now? Um, as like his prism silver, Steve, is still a fourteen hundred dollar card in PSA ten condition, thirteen seventy five just three days ago. Thirteen hundred seventy five dollars. I get it; it's only a six percent PSA ten hit rate, and so the nine is like a two hundred dollar card, and the ten's like fourteen hundred. But what should people do with those uh, Trevor Lawrence rookie cards? If it was me, I'm moving on at least for now, because I, I do think that there's going to be some better buying opportunities on those. He just hasn't looked good. I just don't think he's looked good at all this year. Uh, there's no consistency. In my opinion, the thing that's been keeping them alive is the run game and the defense. So this is the statistic, the the graphic that you shared with me earlier, put together by Pick 6. So shout out to them for putting compiling this. And drawing this this um, comparison here between the first 48 starts of Daniel Jones and the first 48 starts of Trevor Lawrence. Wow, this is eerily, eerily similar right here. If you look at that total turnovers, the same completion percentage, virtually the same QB rating, the same record, uh, pretty much the same. That's almost a carbon copy of of the other. So that's eerily similar. Um, again, that's not necessarily indicative of a guaranteed outcome, but it should at least tell you that I think he's a bit overhyped. Yeah, and the the one interesting thing about the hobby is that when people start to sour on a market and it becomes like a collective decision that we're going to sour on a guy's market, I mean, they really sour on that market. And it's like, it it's really hard for it to go back up. It's like, you got to then... It's like super collectors are still spending good money on the cards, but otherwise you really got to make a deep playoff run or get off to like a three and oh, four and oh type start to the season to get that hype built back up and that demand built back up for a rookie card, especially for a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who won dot one in 2021. The, the the print run on Trevor Lawrence, I think is higher than any other it's higher than it's higher than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Um, I, I think it's going to be higher than, obviously, I think it's going to be higher than Kenny Pickett. Um, it's probably going to be higher than like Anthony Richardson this year, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young this year. I, I think Trevor Lawrence print run is the highest out of any of the ultra modern quarterbacks 
especially with those outside contracts he had with like tops project X and all this other stuff that he did with the hobby. So that makes me really, um, really kind of, kind of push me to the, to the, the side that says, Hey, you guys should sell the Trevor Lawrence, even if you kind of have to break even on current comps, like maybe it's time to sell. Just look at uh, a comparison of a guy we talked about earlier. Justin Herbert. I mean, there there may not have been a or is a better time than now to pivot, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence into let's say Justin Herbert, where you know that those will rebound. But you know, if Lawrence's uh, trajectory going forward is the same as it is now, uh, then it doesn't bode well for his long term value. People are buying and paying this price because they believe he'll continue to ascend. And now I'm looking at the one-year trend on his rookie ticket auto, PSA 9. Once again, this card is just so hard to get a 10. I remember there was even trimming scandals on this card, people trying to trim the little QR code thing on there to because it was just such a hard card to gem because of the, the whitening on the corners and edges. Uh, so you look at the 10s, there's only 5.8% 10s, 28% 9s. And 56% eights. So you got some decent data on the nines. Like those are the most common probably, or maybe even the eights. And look at that. It's just, I mean, it's just been tanking. So January 7th, it was $1,400. Buy it now. That was the playoffs. April 21st, it held. That's why I think this whole time from January to April is a great time. But then now in season, you're not doing so great. Up and down, some good games, some bad games. And by here, we're at a $565. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the chart shows you essentially what I've been saying. And you, you said it yourself about the souring. And, you know, I think that there's some people that are starting to see maybe the writing on the wall that maybe he's not that guy that they thought he was. So the question then becomes, right now, is it a better... Is it a better bet to try and buy a Trevor Lawrence? I, I want to see what a Trevor Lawrence um, rookie ticket auto raw recently closed for. Because the just so this is why I asked because Justin Fields has a probably about a a two hundred to two hundred fifty dollar rookie ticket auto. If you get lucky and yeah. snipe him in an auction, I I know a guy. Shout out to Landon. He showed me one earlier. He sniped in an auction for like one forty. And I'm like, dude, that that's is that's the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so the Trevor Lawrence, it looks like this is the variation, but that's 500. I mean, that's that's really good. That's really low for uh, where he's been. Okay, so here's here's one. Here's an eight that you could technically crack out. That'd be a solid looking raw card, base rookie ticket auto, 367. So we're getting pretty close to the current Justin Fields market. Uh, would you rather? Do you, do you think it's a better bet? You know, then expected value in return to buy the Trevor Lawrence at like 300 or the Justin Fields at 200. If you could buy, you know, two or three of the fields for around the same price, I think that's a much better buy. A lot more room to grow on those. And, you know, we're at a point here where people are starting to think he might end up on a different squad next year. Yes. I think so too, man. I think he's such a good sneaky play because regardless, obviously the Bears aren't making the playoffs here, 
but they have looked good. I mean, he held his own. He was blitzed on 25 of 40 dropbacks uh, from the Browns. And, I mean, they held their own for a decent portion of that game. Now, of course, Joe Flacco is is like is him right now for the Browns. And just Joe Flacco, we get into the rankings. I mean, I'm sure he'd be – he's popping. He's second week over 300 passing yards. This could become a pass-first offense. A guy threw the ball almost 50 times this past week. But, you know, talking about Justin Fields – I mean, yeah, he's held on to the ball too long, Steve. I know, I know that's like the biggest problem that he's got, and it's and it's consistency. But the guy can make plays, and he's like ten times better than Desmond Ritter or Tyler Heineke yeah. uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, who now they're they're benching Ritter and going back to Heineke. So you have like a abysmal situation there. Sam Howell was just benched for Jacoby Brissett uh, for him to get some playing time in garbage time. Um, Aaron Rodgers will be coming back for the Jets, but there's other situations around the league where they could use uh, a quarterback, you know, and um, I think that he, he, I think they'll trade him before they get to the draft time. So if they trade him, okay, we get a spike from the news, you know, great weapons in Atlanta, you know, Uh, or if, if they, if they don't trade him and they trade away their pick and maybe they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or something. All again. Now we got some more hype for Fields. At worst case scenario, he's hyped up again heading into September. It's like you've always told me, Chicago always sells out the stadium. There's always massive hype there, no matter who the starting quarterback is. Yeah, it it it's fanatical, man. This city is fanatical for football, and uh, even when they're bad, the people are there and they're basically rioting. They want they want to be at the game. They want to you know, be there for every play. And uh, they're, they're excited about their guys, you know, and even though Fields has been a bit of a roller coaster, there's still a lot of Fields fanatics here. I, I like Fields, but I, I do see the weaknesses. There, there's definitely some weaknesses. And now you got to ask yourself, you know, you're a couple years into this experiment. Is he going to develop his, his pass progression, his ability to read defenses? Um, if the answer is no, is he serviceable enough to – win for you at that point. And if he stops turning the ball over, even if his progressions don't get better, then yes. But if no and no is the answer, then maybe not. Because defensively, they're pretty, they're not quite elite yet, but they've improved. They're one more pass rusher away from being elite, in my opinion. They're top five already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's And I'm, I'm just looking at all these chats, uh, comments in the chat here. But um, I, I got to agree with you on this one, Steve. And I think we're definitely on the same page here. Um, let's say what up to uh, Kevin. My man, Ziggy, no. Has that pr- let, let us know in the chat, Ziggy, has the 2023 PRISM checklist been released yet? We are. I am dying to know. And I'm sure Steve is too. Um, Steve. Are you ready to get into our 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 weekly rankings, bro? See, so this is season long rankings, guys, for positional rankings, and we're gonna talk about who's going up and who's going down. Uh, this is a really fun segment every week that we do, and it gives it, it sheds a lot of light on guys that have gone up a lot in card value, guys that have gone down a lot, and you know, it it, it can it can really help you out uh, next year. Yeah, and this is just accumulation of the season, so it's not necessarily indicative of you know how well they played last week, unless they took a massive leap. But 
it gives you an idea because people look at these kind of things and they obviously follow fantasy rankings and stuff like that. So it's going to give you an idea of, you know, how that person's played throughout the year. So I got, you know, top 10 for fantasy purposes to date. Um, and we've got Josh Allen at one, but we've got some trailers now. We've got two people catching them, catching them quickly with Hertz and Prescott. Uh, Purdy at four. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Purdy would be at four, Mahomes five? My boy Jared Goff at six, Jordan Love seven, Lamar eight, Sam Howell nine, and Tua ten. Yeah, it's interesting. And um, uh, PFF has CJ Stroud right there behind Tua. My phone connected. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you, my devices are just talking to me randomly over here. Uh, and then I, um, so CJ Stroud right behind Tua. And then they've also got Goff and Trevor Lawrence tied. So this is what's so interesting. So this tells me, all right, I see Trevor Lawrence is a must-start fantasy quarterback, but he's losing games. And we know that then we can correlate the fact that quarterbacks in the hobby are closely narrated or tied with their win-loss record, you know? And, you know, what's interesting is Lawrence has been turning the ball over a lot, not just with interceptions, but he's fumbling. Mm. Yeah. The interesting thing about Tua uh, at his position is if you've been following the Dolphins and a lot of their late game blowouts is he's in some cases not even finished the third quarter. So in, in, yeah. in reality, if he were to play all four quarters, like the rest of these guys have for the most part, he'd be up quite a few spots. Yeah. He's all in all played pretty well. So you can see he's had a couple up and down games but all in all, he's played really well, but you're right. I mean, a lot of blowouts, the defense has been playing really good. Also, a lot of catch, uh, run after the catch. And a lot of people have said that about Brock Purdy, but he's just really turned it on into another gear. And some of the dimes he's been throwing lately, obviously, it helps. And you, you, you look at the run game, and we go back to the fact that Mike McDaniels comes from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. So you look at the strength of the run game, even with Raheem Mostert, also came from San Francisco, coincidentally. But Christian McCaffrey, obviously best running back in the league by a mile. And you look at uh, Brock Purdy, clear front runner for MVP, Steve. Do you think they're going to uh, finish out as uh, finish as MVP? Do you think it's going to be Purdy? I think it's probably going to be Purdy, yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really safe assessment. So the one game I wanted to look at, fast forward real quick before we move on. Guess what's on Monday night? The final game this week of Christmas night. So Christmas has three games, guys. Be be advised that this schedule this week is really weird. You've got games uh Sunday, you've got games on Saturday, you've got a game tomorrow night, Saints at the Rams, and then you've got three games on Monday, concluding. At 8.15 Monday night, the Ravens versus the 49ers. With, uh, the, if you look at the Vegas odds, the current Vegas odds has Brock Purdy in first and then Lamar Jackson right now for MVP. And I think if Brock Purdy and the 49ers beat the Ravens in pretty convincing fashion on Monday night, that's it. It's in the bag for him. And the card values continue to go up um, because they're not quite back to where they were at the end of September, beginning of October. On the other hand, this is when Lamar Jackson can really come alive. I think he's going to have to start running a lot more. 
you know, pour some out for Keaton Mitchell, right? Torn ACL. You hate to see that, especially for an undrafted free agent who worked so hard to get in that spot. And he was so balling out all over the place. You know, that sucks, man. It's like a curse around the Ravens running backs or something. So back to Gus the Bus and Justice Hill and stuff. And I think Melvin Gordon. But um, this is a huge game, man. This is the the game of the week. Ravens 49ers. Who do you think wins this, this one, Steve? The Ravens defense is a real deal, man. It is. It is. Um, and, I, and I will say, I think that you got to give the Ravens defense, if it was possible to give them MVP consideration, uh, they should be up there. I mean, Lamar's even consideration for MVP solely hangs on their record, which has a lot to do with their defense, in my opinion. Uh, the Niners, I think, should be able to handle this one. As long as everyone's healthy, which they are, I do think the Niners win. Niners, Niners. John Mack is saying Niners. Random Esports saying Niners. Sorry to hear that, Pickett. Uh, uh, Ziggy Ziggy said no checklist yet, so no checklist yet. But he got two weeks out until break day. Whew, that's exciting, man. Good luck there. I know we'll be collaborating with um, Ziggy here soon as soon as that checklist comes out about the highest-graded rookies and the teams to chase in, in PRISM. Uh, so I'm very excited, very eager and anxious to see that that checklist steve so do you want to hit uh, wide receivers or running backs next might as well jump down to uh receiver next a guy that a lot of people think should be an mvp considered uh consideration tyree kill top of the mountain he didn't even yeah. last week and he is still on first uh by a good margin by about 25 points uh then cd lamb below him keenan allen who's missed a few weeks at three Tells you how good he's been. A.J. Brown, four. Mike Evans, man. The legend lives at five. Amon Ra, six. D.J. Moore. I mean, D.J. Moore at seven. All things considered how weak the passing game has been in Chicago. And he's still in, in the top ten. Is great. Uh, Jamar at eight. Diggs at nine. Debo at ten. But there's just some other guys you got to mention because there's so many receivers compared to QBs. Puka, 11. Pittman, 12. Ayuk. 13, Addison, 14. Yeah, Puka is just still miles ahead of any other rookie wide receiver. And this is why I bought in DJ Moore before the season. This is why he's a must-own guy for me. Because I knew the situation where he's going to, there's just... I mean, even in even in Carolina, there's never been anybody even close. So I, I don't think... You could put uh, DJ Moore on just about any team. And I'll, I, I stuck by that he was going to outproduce Jamar Chase. And it's been really close um but dj Moore is just so consistent on a week to week where you put him in against single coverage or man coverage i mean he's just going to beat it all day long and he has the ability to put up these number one massive spike weeks where he's putting up three four touchdowns and just making defenses look silly uh that's why that's why i was buying dj Moore as a must own so he, he's he's been a really big um uh win for me over the past couple years um yeah i love to see mike evans consistency still be up here even with a really bad week couple weeks in there and and i'm i'm on ross st brown and this is like a really quiet top six i know he's uh number six in your yahoo but he's number five here on pff and he's only had these three top five weeks just a really quiet solid just fantastic year from him but i think without these number one weeks where he's really gone nuclear i don't think his cards have really gone up or down much i think they've just kind of kind of bobbed along 
What do you what do you think about Amon Ra St. Brown? I mean, I think the base rookie ticket autos for Amon Amon Ra Raw are probably selling for around like 30, 40, I would guess. I think they're closer to 80 to 100, honestly. Ding. Yeah, he's, you know, and you know what? He goes a little bit under the radar. A lot of the shock and awe that the Lions are good is kind of worn off. People are now aware uh, that he's good. Um, yeah, I mean, his his stuff's holding steady. It's got good value. He's a great guy if you're in a keeper or a dynasty league to try to uh, to try to slide over into because, like you said, he, he doesn't always get all the eyes that some of the seasoned vets get, like the uh, – the Stefan Diggs or the Jamar Chases, but the numbers, Andy, obviously are speaking for themselves there. Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. $50 buy it now for a, a mosaic rookie scripts auto, non-serial numbered. Uh, I mean, that that's off. that's awesome. Buy it now, too. So there you go. There's a base optic rookie ticket auto, PSA oh, 9, 66, bro. Or like this. This is a, a plain color dual patch from Obsidian, numbered at 150 PSA 9 that sold for $100 just yesterday. All these prices that we're showing are sold items on eBay within the past Ooh. day. I mean, Look this is really, really promising. Uh, Amon Ra's market is up um, quite, a, quite a bit more. I guess I haven't Ooh, looked man, at it in a few one. weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's a big boy, the, the optic. Uh, on a card rookie auto PSA 10 $280 buy it now. So I'm, I'm super interested to see what the um, lions can do here. The last couple games they are very much positioned for a playoff run. They're kind of now getting back into form at the right time. And the Broncos were getting so kind of fortunate on the turnovers and the lions offense turned it on. Goff stopped turning the ball over, started throwing touchdowns instead, and they all got involved, man. They all got involved on last Saturday night against the Broncos and beat them up pretty bad, man, pretty bad. I saw Sean Payton yelling at he – was, he was chewing Russ out big time on the sideline during that game. And I wonder if the Broncos are just kind of regressing back to the, meet, the norm now. What, what's your reaction about the Broncos? They had a little flare up in the middle of the season there where they looked like the opposite of how they started, uh, where they were just getting run over by everyone. But it seems like teams may have figured them out a little bit and uh they're just not they're not doing a whole lot right now. And Russ, who is, you know, not turning the ball over, is suddenly turning the ball over again too. So uh, I do think the Broncos are probably finished this year. Ziggy's actually got a friend that doesn't think Kenny Pickett is hot garbage. Um, he must be holding some pretty expensive is Kenny Pickett Kenny cards. Pickett? <laughs> <laughs> is he Kenny Pickett is or he is Kenny he holding Pickett? some pretty expensive Kenny Pickett cards and just doesn't want to see his market go down anymore? <laughs> because, yeah, his stats, his stats have uh, not been good, Ziggy. Uh, he has been pretty much hot garbage i mean the thing is you can just see it by the way they deploy the offense and with the way they call the call plays i mean you look look at some of his stats he's 26th in pass attempts you know they're not playing fast 21 in pace of play 
27 in passing yards, but more important, let's look at the, let's look at the efficiency, right? Yards per attempt, 5.8. That's terrible. It's bottom of the league. And then you look at like complete true completion percentage, which factors out throwaways and drop passes. Number 30, 67%. Uh, his accuracy rating of 5.9. That's number 29. Red zone completion, number 28. Clean pocket. So he's got all the protection in the world. What is he doing? It's only 65% of the time. That's not good. Passer rating, is not, none, is, none of it's good. His EPA, negative 31. It's terrible, man terrible you know there's there's this is just uh interesting to me and i talked to you a bit about uh the mvp race like before the show uh not too in depth but if you look at uh quarterback rating team record a couple of other things other than just being like a hobby favorite and just a a well-known name in football like genuinely look at the raw numbers for lamar and the team record and now look at tua and the team record and the raw numbers and look at golf and their record and the team numbers. I mean, the lions and dolphins have one less win only. Right. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that their defenses are much worse than the Ravens. So the offenses had to do much more to win games. So I'm just saying uh, they may be dark horses, but I think that more than likely uh, Purdy wins it, but uh, you know, Lamar is going to have to do a lot to end the season to win it, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's no guarantee that even if the, the Ravens win, that they get it. But um, it's it's obviously a statement game, you know. So it's 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 huge. All right, uh, Thomas B., I start up your question, sir. We'll get to that here in a, um, in a bit. I started up, though, so if you want to stick around, we'll answer that. Of course, though, the Super Chat is is open so if you force our hand with the super chat we will go straight to it but right now i want to get the running back rankings from you steve let me yank those up for you here i think we kind of know who's at the top a guy that a lot of people feel like should be the mvp now unfortunately uh, position players don't seem to get that that push that favoritism as far as mvp goes quarterbacks seem to get Push to the top of that list regardless. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey about 80 points ahead of the next man, Raheem Mostert, a guy that you could have got quite late in the draft and is probably carrying your fantasy team. Uh, so beautiful. Kudos to you if you have either one of those. Or if you have both of those, you've probably already won your league. So congrats. Uh, three is ETN. Rashad White at four. Gotta love it, man. Uh, Kyron Williams at five, you know, and he missed quite a few games with an injury. I I do genuinely believe that, uh, he should be, if he played all every game this year, he'd be number two. I would, I do believe that crazy. Uh, You got cook Derek Henry, just hanging in there despite some brutal games. Um, then you've got Mixon, Jameer Gibbs and Kamara, a couple honorable mentions. You've got David Montgomery. Who's missed quite a few games. Bijan, who I don't even know what to say. Tony Pollard, who's just starting to heat up, and Brian Robinson, who Rip is injured as well. Yeah, um, Bijan got. If you look at the box score this past week, Bijan, I know it was a raining game, which actually should mean even more carries, right? So the Falcons had a a total of um, was like almost thirty carries, and Bijan got like 
six or five of them or something. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, what's interesting is I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago and it, there's a difference in play calling that there just must be something really bad going on with the court, the coordinator, because I saw a chart today confirming what we were talking about. And that's how defenses line up against Bijan versus not against Bijan with Algier. They stack the box and against Bijan, they spread out. So it's almost like they literally know how to play it against them. There's, there's not, there's not enough play calling deviation going on to confuse anybody. Plus he fumbled this week. So he's in the doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fumbling, I don't know if it, it, you noticed this. I know you're big Rams guys. You probably did. Uh, Kyron Williams fumbled once or maybe even twice, twice. but he, he's still their bell cow. I mean, they, they freaking love that guy. I mean, they, I don't think there's anything he could do for him not to continue his massive volume. I mean, he's got a Christian McCaffrey role. And this Rams team is very much alive out of the NFC for the playoffs. So Kyron's, I know, is a guy that went from $5 rookie ticket autos to now like 20, 25. And people have made good money on Kyron, um, including myself on COMC. But, I, I, you know, there might be more to be had just, just like, you know, because he is only a second-year player. And this Rams team, led by Matt Stafford on offense, it can be dangerous, dude. There's a chance that they it lines up perfectly. They pay the Detroit Lions in the playoffs. That would be really cool. Um, but just the Rams in the back in the playoffs in general, I've seen people buying Matt Stafford cards for higher dollar amounts, kind of reaching Whoa. for some of those. And obviously Whoa. people are paying crazy money for Puka and Cooper Cup. I mean, he's, he's held a strong line, not like Christian McCaffrey from 2017, uh, but he's definitely held a strong line. Stafford, I mean, a guy that is just, in my opinion, like one of the best QBs in the past 10 years and is just out there doing it. I mean, he's top seven uh, in the QBR conversation, you know, in, in the in fantasy conversation. I think that he's he's up there, too. I can't remember where we had him ranked, but let's see. Uh, okay, so he's down a little bit. He's closer to like 14, but quarterback rating uh he's in the top seven so he's out there doing his thing man not a spring chicken anymore but he's not letting age bother him i i don't i don't know how much jameer gibbs and um and like puka downtowns uh are going for but I know that CJ Stroud ones are going for like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, and yeah, I mean to see this Bijan one that's ending in fifteen minutes—that's at three hundred and thirty. I mean, if this was at the beginning of the season, this would this card like the micro mosaic would have gone for like a thousand dollars. But right now, I'm like, what do you think this is going to end at in fourteen minutes? I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the the downtown prices yet, other than some of the Strouds because of the astronomical uh, prices they've ended for, but probably around 400, low 400. Probably 400. Yeah, so let's just pull up 2023 Donruss downtown real quick. I know that I'm... the Strouds started out in like the 1800 range, but they've been ending around like closer to eight 900 now. Wow, there's an Anthony Richardson at 530, ending in four minutes. 
Let's see. There's a JSN. That's a guy whose value is uh, definitely going to spike with how that how that game ended the other night. Oh, buddy, man, that catch from him at the end of the game was unbelievable, man. All right, so Jameer Gibbs, two eighty. So uh, I got to think. Oh, there's one. Uh, there's a Jameer Gibbs that ended three fifty five. So. Man, that that um, that Anthony Richardson ended actually pretty pretty favorable for buyers. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, pretty. If if you're thinking about getting involved with with him, I mean, when he's when he's hurt, it's going to be the best time. Quentin Johnston still going for one seventy one seventy, huh? <laughs> one one bid is this one the one guy out there? <laughs> you had to have it. Hey, <laughs> that thinks Quentin Johnston is still going to be somebody. I respect that. I'll be honest. Um, and you saw it this week. And I, I, you and I both have been tooting this guy's horn. But Paul, Josh Palmer, there's a reason the team believes in him. And going forward, uh, I would expect Mike Williams to not be there next year. And Palmer is going to be the second look in that offense. What kind of, I'm trying to see what kind of artwork they got on this Will Levis downtown. What Little foxes? <laughs> little foxes with hammers uh they're supposed to be titan foxes what steve help me understand this artwork can somebody <laughs> can you somebody out there help me understand this will levis downtown I artwork? like guardians of the galaxy scene or something <laughs> what what now now pour some out for will levis it looks like they hinted that he's going to be done for the season looks like he won't be back till 2024 um and the, the titans are out they're done they're not going to make the playoffs so i'm not i'm not expecting much from um malik willis either there so yeah i now i the guy that i do think is a buy on the titans right now besides Traylon burks who uh, i still am leaving a light on for him but derrick henry man what what if derrick derrick henry set to be a free agent what if what if he goes to the dallas man that would be sick derrick uh on dallas as their power back and, and move Tony Pollard back to like a satellite role um, where I think he would actually probably be better at uh, or Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like the, the, the lightning to Deandre Swift as a, the thunder with, with yeah. um, Kenny Gainwell. That, that back powerful there as a old line with that powerful runner coming through there. That would be, that'd be sick. What is, I, I, did, uh, I, I know you mentioned Burks and, uh, you know, talk about some bad luck, man. I'm still high on Burks. There's a good buying window on him. I've been buying him this past couple of weeks because he's been injured. But uh, if you notice, his snap count's gone up every week since he's been back from the concussion, slowly but surely. And you can't blame them for not taking a lot of risks. They're not really in the playoff fund. I'm trying to see what they got going on here. This this Saquon downtown from this year. <laughs> Are they running out of ideas or? Uh, at I least would, they got the skyline in the background, at least. On the on the the weird look alien looking um, giants biceps. Uh that's green giant. He's got uh, some man. some string beans out there for you. Yeah, I was hopeful for uh, Saquon this past week and uh, Tommy Cutlets. Um, and obviously I think we've kind of, I don't know, I've come to the conclusion that Tommy is not a long-term answer, not a long-term solution in the NFL. So he's kind of like one of those guys, again, like Aiden O'Connell, 
or any of the other uh, backup quarterbacks as they as their sample size grows and grows. It just you know they they look worse and worse. So I I always flip them. Just even like running back, like even like uh, you know Kyron or something. I'm taking my profit when I can get it. You know that's why I like to buy, list and buy it now and sell when I hit a desired profit margin and and move on. Yeah, man, you're you know as far as uh, card values go, you you mentioned er- earlier how fast. Uh, people could sour on a guy, you know, and uh, you, you mentioned it with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> Tommy Cutlets. DeVito. Uh, you know, he was like this hero for a couple of weeks and rightfully so. But uh, again, he's not the long-term answer there. All right, Steve, are you ready for tight ends? I am, man. We got a close, close run here. Now Laporta is vaulted himself to the top with that multi-touchdown week uh, this past week. Pretty wild. Look at that. Rookie tight ends don't do this, man. Rookie tight ends at the number one spot? Are you kidding me? Three number one week finishes. That is insanely impressive. Uh, and I, I've I've seen his values. They're going about the same as Jameer Gibbs, but they're not going quite as much as Bijan Robinson, which, I mean, hey, look uh, – Taylor Swift might be dating uh, Sam Laporta by next. <laughs> uh, T Hawk uh, and Kelsey pretty close right there at second. Uh, Hawk man really suffering without some steady quarterback play. Uh, they had the Pastronaut experiment and now Nick Mullins, uh, Kittle, who you know is always good for a couple long tutties. Mm-hmm. He's in there at four. The Joku man, a uh, couple big weeks in there. He's not been great throughout the year, but uh, with uh, Joey Flacco, he's really emerged as a viable option. And uh, talk about having a sneaky season, Evan Ingram. Mm. At six. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the consistent pass options for Jacksonville, so you like to see that. Cole Komet, again, mainly just a victim of the weak pass game. They, they're not throwing the ball a lot, and when they are, it's sailing over people's heads, so. Uh, he's still there in the top 10. Jake Ferguson, a guy that I'm really high on. And then Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's a tight end. He's not a tight end. He is the number 10. Um, and then after that, Trey McBride, who didn't start the season, but is definitely, in my opinion, top five, maybe even higher than that in the league. Now he's number one receiver for the Cardinals. And look at that, four top five finishes in the past, uh, what is that? Three, six, eight weeks, um, and I also saw as like his 17 game pace. If if he had this role going back to week one, his 17 game pace was like 1300 receiving yards, like pretty elite receiver status. So um, I think he's firmly a top five tight end. You know, another guy that's been going up a lot lately, going back to the the Ravens on this Monday night game is Isaiah Likely. Uh, Isaiah Likely with um, with what's-his-name out, with Mark Andrews out. Look at this. Yeah. Two top five finishes the past two weeks for Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina's finest right there. And we he's been a preseason wonder before when he was a rookie. Um, so, dude, so watch out for Isaiah Likely, especially with Zay Flowers dealing with a, a foot issue, no more Keaton Mitchell, and he, and – Isaiah Likely, they love that guy, man. So this could be a big game for him coming up on Monday night in an island primetime game. That's an interesting little opportunity to flip 
his cards. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's hard to predict tight ends, but you know, especially Taysom Hill. <laughs> but um, you know, we we have a lot of consistency, like on the Ravens. You know, if it's not Andrews, it's it's likely. Uh, David Njoku, did you hear what uh, Joe Flacco said about David Njoku no, after the game? Okay. He he loves – he said he, he loves the consistency. He feels like he's his uh, security blanket. He runs great routes. So I think we could see David Njoku from here on out, especially with the Browns firmly in the playoff race, and um, uh, be, a, be a significant riser week to week. Um, especially with his draft capital and he's drafted by the Browns 2017 iconic product, some nice scarcity there. I flipped a nice David Njoku rookie ticket auto, uh, for double what I, what I paid for it, uh, this past week. And so I can see the values going up firsthand in Njoku as well. Um, so yeah, he's an interesting guy cause there's still some, some decent opportunities out there for him. Yeah, he's still relatively cheap. Evan Ingram, relatively cheap. Uh, people are finally getting wind. They're screwing me over on all my rare, rare Trey McBrides that I've been buying for the last year or two. So uh, the window is not shut, but it's definitely starting to close on his his higher-end stuff. Uh, I've been still buying some Hawkinson. Prices have come down just a hair uh, due to the QB uh, or lack of QB play over there. And uh, – you know, I think that Cousins ends up back there on a one, two-year contract next year. They're too good on offense. They have two alpha-type receivers and an alpha tight end. They'd be silly not to bring him back and try to run it again and, and maybe win something. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd be way too silly not to. Unless he wants to come to the Bears, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm hoping the Saints lose tomorrow night, <laughs> Steve. Uh, and and the, I like this matchup for the Rams. It looks like attacking the Rams offense all the time. It's hard for me to pinpoint. They're, they had no Olave this past week. Uh, but um, uh, Taysom Hill, who I thought was going to get more involved, two care. Like, I mean, it's so hard to predict what this guy's going to get from week to week. So it's like, man, what's there? What is this offense going to do? Uh, Kamara is kind of a consistent piece there, as we just highlighted in the running back rankings. Um, but the Rams, you know, are pretty pretty soft defense mostly. Um, about middle of the pack for against run defense. Their passing defense is bottom of the pack, and then their their passing offense is top five in the NFL, and their running offense is top eight in the NFL. So uh, that's why I like attacking the um, the offense on the Rams here for Pickham, Steve. What do you who do you think is going to win this game? What's your vibe? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Rams guy. I, I do want to see them do well. Plus, I do think that they win this game on Thursday. So, uh, Puka stock up, baby. You know, I'm a Puka guy. Oh, we get a uh, we get a best ball uh, star here from Underdog Fantasy, guys. So if you're new, promo code Quest, man, instant 100% deposit bonus, and you get um, you can take advantage of this half total yard for Joe Mixon, just like that, man. Half total yard, and the and, smart uh, money is to do a two legger when they're giving you a freebie. Just full disclosure. <laughs> full, full disclosure, yeah, dude. We. We've been so close. So I'm going to skip over the 
the New Orleans. Well, unless it's like a Kamara line, I feel I feel pretty e- decent about a Kamara line. Like I, I don't see any way because I know this Rams offense is going to score points, right? You know, and so you want to send it on the touchdown or uh what's what how's he been how's he been doing he's been getting yeah i mean two one didn't get one last week but i'd rather i'd rather send it on like the yardage like look how consistent the the carries have been so the carries at 12 and a half have been super consistent the receptions for kamara at four has been pretty consistent and the yardage has been Look at that. So the total yardage of 85 and a half, 51 and a half rushing. I feel like the total yardage on Kamara is what I what I want to attack mostly. Yeah, he's been all over that. So it's better than a coin toss. And then I would like to attack this Kyron workload. We know this thing's not going to change. He's got 113 total and the Saints running defense is bad, man ranks 24th right now 27th so it just feels like this is a very plus ev play on kyron tomorrow night also correlates well with flipping his cards tomorrow night in an uh island thursday night game the more time to shine here Let's see some look at that i mean phew. i mean it's insane workload every week and carries so they don't even have a carry prop line here, but I kind of just like attacking him like we used to attack Cooper Cup last year because even that week where he only had 88 rushing yards against Cleveland of all teams, a really tough defense, and Baltimore, a really tough defense. He still puts up over 100 total yards, and against a weaker defense, he's putting up 152 and and they were in a plus game script. So I could see them also getting into a positive game script scenario here because they're playing at home too. So you kind of get a home field advantage for the Rams. And you could see a bit of a shift uh, since he's been back. They haven't thrown nearly as much. So uh, that does make sense. And then you got like five receptions on Puka. You know, five five receptions on Puka, uh, pretty safe, man. You don't even have to mess with the yardage, just five receptions. Uh, that one's pretty safe. Cooper Cup, who's been coming alive, six receptions, th- three and a half first downs or seven. I like just like the total yardage. You had like that blown coverage where Cooper Cup got all those yards last week and eight for 115 and one the week before. So that that one's that one's pretty juicy, but kind of just like the Puka reception, Steve. Yeah, receptions because, you know, even if they use them a few times in a, in a short yardage just to get a first down, it's not going to go against you um, if you just have the reception and not the yardage. Yeah, you get like one two-minute drill. Matt Stafford could hit Puka for all five of those in that one drive, and then he gets one throughout the rest of the entire game, and and you got it. Like that's that's nothing, you know. For especially for Puka, who's just seen some ungodly um, numbers. So that's a, that's a nice little four-legger right there. I mean, that's kind of 
that's kind of mild for me. A four legger that that gets ten <laughs> x. I mean, I'll just put in ten yeah. bucks and maybe win a hundred. I don't remember which. Oh, you know what? The uh, I gotta, yeah. I, I know I wasn't on on last week, but I was trying to keep track and see how we did. I think that the only one we didn't hit the week before on the one that paid six fifty was the Mike Evans, and he had that like complete bust of a game two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure we hit the other four. We did, man. We hit the other four and just barely missed on it. We didn't get the Mike Evans touchdown, unfortunately. It's all right. got to remember, you're expected to lose these. You just got to win a couple here and there. Huh. I got to, I got to, I got to, I might not be able to put it. My computer's acting weird, man. It's like my location services is off. It's obviously. Uh, underdog is not in every state and it's important guys obviously to gamble responsibly this is not you know fi- financial uh investment like you're putting money into a savings account or a cd or something like that no this is this is gambling this is gambling so gamble responsibly all right and if you have uh issues with that then just don't don't gamble with your your lunch money or your Christmas gift money that was for your kids or your wife or your rent money. Not yes. don't do that. Please don't do that. And then tell tell people that Andy told you to do it. Don't don't please don't do that. <laughs> please don't but do if that. If you want to do it just for the funsies or you got a couple bucks to throw around, it's it is it is pretty fun. And as you can I, see, we've done pretty well this season. So I might have to put uh this is what I'm gonna do. What I can do is um here. I got. I, I might have to put these on my phone uh, after the after the stream or something because it's for some reason my computer's acting weird. I might have to restart. I'm not gonna do all that right now. So I'll just take a screenshot like that and then save it. And you just save it. So, uh, slip one, boom. It's like that. All right. So Steve, uh, moving on to um, I'm on weeks 15 there. All right, moving on to Saturday. We talked about Bengals Steelers. I think we're both feeling the Bengals in this game. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I had all the faith in the world and the Steelers getting it done. But if the defense just isn't going to show up, I mean, that's that's mainly their bread and butter. Um, you know, but you're going to be asking the offense to do a whole lot, and they just don't have the weapons for that. So. Yeah, and honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying to get into some Chase Brown uh, now that T Higgins is not off the table for me. But Chase Brown is super interesting because I still feel like he's under the radar, well under the radar. You see that gold Illinois card there? That's yeah, weird. man, go, Prism draft picks. We, we we've seen how fantastic <clears> that's <throat> done. It's it's half the price here of the green, and the gold looks that much better. You've got some orange in the college uniform of Chase Brown looks fantastic you also got the gold oh man you got the gold that's, shimmer that's what with, i was talking about there that's a beauty man with the rookie card shield bucks. no way dude and i'm not even i'm not even signed in that's a smash it should be under 20 bucks i think <clears throat> i'm not even signed in so that's gonna be under 20 by the time i sign in steve Boom, 1975 uh that's that's um owner oh, Rod Rod oh, okay he's uh he's big a big breaker card, right card content uh guy card content guy so you know obviously 
doesn't quite know what he's got here, man. Doesn't quite know what he's got. I'd, I'd probably reprocess this as elite, too. Centering and all that looks pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Add to cart. I'll give you guys a few minutes if you want to, um, if you want to snipe it. Uh, but I, I think that's a, I think that's a really solid play there. And I don't see if he's got any lines on underdog. Chase Brown, he does. He's got a touchdown spicy pick 2. of 2.75x multiplier. And look at that, man. Attempts are creeping up, even a few receptions per game. Uh, I think this is a really juicy matchup for him against the Steelers uh, run defense that is um, susceptible. And uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this if, you, so if you decide to do like a high volatility sheet, uh, that might be a good one. Yeah, I like attacking that storyline there. And then the I also think I also think Jake Browning is once again going to play pretty well. I think T Higgins could easily have a big game. Now, now Bills, I think it's fairly concentrated. I think I think you target Josh Allen, James Cook, and Stefan Diggs and not worry about anybody on the Chargers side. <laughs> I mean, there's no really reason for Austin Eckler left to play. He really needs to preserve his body because he's set to hit the free agency market this offseason. What is he what is he playing for with a 5 and 9 Chargers team who have not really paid him the way you know that that in in oh, and used him quite a bit so um yeah i mean this this chargers team is bottom of the barrel on both defensive categories and uh i mean this, this bills team is humming right now so i think they just kind of do what they want here but it's, i think it's fairly consolidated with with josh allen and Diggs and cook maybe some gabe davis you know gabe davis is going to be a free agent after this year you know, what's interesting is if you look at the play calling, uh, the Bills have kind of gone away from a pass-heavy approach and are just running the ball down people's throats, which is the opposite of what they're known for. Uh, but that being said, I think this is the kind of game that could get out of control quickly, and then you're going to see like some of your best ball heroes like Latavius Murray score some touchdowns late in this one. Mm, there you go. What about um, Colts at the Falcons with a 44.5 over-under? Michael Pittman Jr. appears to be out with a concussion. He got a concussion this past week, unfortunately. He, so He did practice in a limited fashion. So Oh, okay. Well, that's promising. He's not ruled out yet. But um, I like the Colts. I've been, I've been high on the Colts all season, and uh, they're – Pretty not locked in, but they're pretty close to winning the division. Um, and this winning this game is, is going to be a key component to doing that. So uh, as bad as the Falcons have been, uh, I want to lean on the Colts here. Yeah, me too. And I think uh, Zach Moss is going to looks like he's going to play too. He's Germania, doing... man. He's he's been doing it. Yeah, man. I know. I've got a couple of nice Minshew cards. That I'm going to get. I don't. Um, I don't even think I've had them listed because I just kind of bought them for collection's sake. But I definitely am going to list them because I think the Colts are 
uh, potentially playoff bound here. And this is a juicy matchup for him to to win once again. I uh, like this matchup. like this matchup a lot for the Colts. Packers at the Panthers. Well, this should be a nice bounce back game for the Pack. Yeah, I mean, this, this, I don't know. There's nothing attractive about this game. You've got uh, Packers who showed some signs of life a couple weeks ago that suddenly are starting to fizzle again. And the Panthers who barely won a game, but won a game, got to give them that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't like this one at all. I don't think that Green Bay is getting enough points. Uh, kind of scares me. So I, I don't know if I would have – I wouldn't put my personal money on this game is what I'm saying. The Panthers' run defense uh, does rank 31st. So And Aaron Jones came back this past week. He's getting more healthy. I think this is the week that you dial up Aaron Jones. If you've, got, if you've had him on your fantasy squad and you've made it this far in the playoffs with him, don't have a line here yet on underdog, but I think this is the week maybe you dial up Aaron Jones, especially what should be a positive game script, you know, be bounce back game for the Packers defense. Uh, they get out of that. Yeah, yeah it's probably a little chilly in, in Charlotte, but not nearly as cold as what it is in Green Bay. So, <laughs> you know. Then you got the Browns red hot going against the Stroudless Texans. And it looks like Nico will be out again potentially too. So, yeah, uh, and it's I I heard Stroud. You're right. I think Stroud's going to miss another week. Apparently, he's still experiencing sy- symptoms and progressing through the concussion protocol. So, you know, his cards obviously haven't dipped. Yeah, he's still mm-hmm. going to be rookie of the year most likely, unless there's a, some chance that Puka grabs it from him. But uh, I think that's still going to be Stroud. And um, yeah, the Browns should should win this one. I, I think the Browns are going to win this one, don't you, Steve? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, even though they made a miracle comeback against the Bears and barely won, that's still respectable because the Bears' defense is good. So uh, Texans' defense, at least earlier in the year, was pretty good, but uh, they've been kind of inconsistent. I was surprised they didn't start Davis Mills. They went with Case Keenum, and Case Keenum, I, I think. I think that was the right move. I think Keith Keenum played pretty solid. And of course, it's the Titans weak secondary and stuff. This but, is a much, uh, much more challenging uh, matchup when the Browns have a, you know, top two, top three defense. Yeah. So no, Noah Brown's been solid, but I think it's going to take Texans firing on all cylinders. I think they would need CJ Stroud in this game with like a healthy Tank Dell, Nico Collins, the whole crew. And the Browns are humming right now. Top defense, you know, top um, <laughs> pretty good passing offense with Joe Flacco this week. So I'm, I'm actually going to – I'm curious to see if they have any lines on the Browns yet. Let's go. 242 yards on Joe Flacco. I'm going <laughs> – I'm going over on that. I took my <laughs> screenshot on that. If you if if you could record this and send it to yourself six months ago, you wouldn't believe what you were saying. <laughs> no, no way, bro. No way. And and look, boom. Look at that. What are scorchers? Oh, they call them scorchers. They call them spicy peppers or um, chili pepper picks. But um, look at that. That's my combo right there for at Houston. Joe Flacco over 242, and then David Njoku anytime touchdown, baby. 
Let's go. Four and a half multiplier. Wow. Four and a half multiplier. So what would we run them back with? Well, not the Texans uh rushing offense. Not really not anybody on the I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. go. Maybe Singletary. No, because I, I'm more interested in this Lions Vikings game with this 47 point over under. This one's this one's spicy right here. I like it. What's a it's a uh rival well it's a uh well I don't know if you it is a rivalry game, but it's it's a uh Hawkinson going against his old squad. Hawkinson going against his old squad and Ty Chandler finally with a featured role, man. Ty Chandler. Kevin O'Connell said in press conference this week that Ty Chandler is going to be the featured back moving forward. And it's about damn time. So you put that in your pipe, Kenny Pickett, his hot garbage, and <laughs> and light it up. Yeah, I think that um, if Madison's healthy, he'll still eat into the workload. But um, no doubt he'll he'll be getting his fair share of work now. Dwayne McBride up from the practice squad. <laughs> Get out of here know? with that crap, man. Ty Chandler. So, uh, Ty Chandler. I'm. I'm excited. I want to see what his line looks like this week. And Justin Jefferson looks healthy, man. Justin Jefferson, nice. Uh, nice game this past week. Looks healthy from the hamstring, the chest shot, all that stuff is looking good. Nick Mullins absolutely sucks. But uh, that's another story. That's why I like Ty Chandler even better. I, I I know I'm not the only person that saw this and thought something was odd, but have you ever seen a player get hit in his lower back, grab his lower back, and then get diagnosed with a chest injury? No, that's kind of weird. Yeah, the Justin Jefferson injury, they call the chest injury, but – he clearly got hit in his lower back and then was grabbing his lower back. And then they called it a chest injury. To me, that's just huh. odd. Uh, just a little observation. Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler is, uh, he's fast, man. He's fast. That's what it is. I mean, and he sets up better for a passing offense than, than, um, than McBride or Alexander Madison, who's a plotter. I like McBride. I think McBride's a better, like, pure running back. But uh, Ty Chandler's faster. And Ty Chandler's got speed. And with a passing-style offense like Kevin O'Connell likes to run here, I like him. I like him, man. They just need to let him loose. I'm surprised there's not a line for him on here yet, but I'm sure maybe one will pop up as I we head to the week because I, I like it. Says, uh, Madison is considered – questionable so yeah they're waiting to they're, see they're, if there's not a clear defined role they're not going to put the lines up i i mean i just hate nick mullins but that's the only the only doubt in my mind that tells me that this game could not go very good and and maybe then it's just um hey let's dial up lions players on offense steve and just is there attack. an Ra touchdown because he's uh he got he got hit with a couple of, uh, defensive pass interferences. They're throwing to him in the red zone. He's just getting mauled. So yeah, there is one. I kind of like the Jameer Gibbs one too. Yeah, they do have one for uh, Amon Ra. 
Uh, Jame, you know, I, I got to give you props because Jamison Williams' role has re increased. Look at this. Seven targets? I, I can't believe it. I think this is the most usage he's ever had in a game. He actually got more targets than Josh Reynolds. So uh, that's, wow, man. That's wild. Um, maybe he's not Slow dead water, yet. Maybe. maybe he's not dead yet. Now, Sam Laporta... I mean, this guy's a touchdown machine lately. So he got spicy peppers on all these guys. It's tough to pick which one he's going to go with. I kind of just like the narrative of Jameer Gibbs getting getting in. The only thing uh, that scares me about either of the running backs is they seem to alternate. Uh, Montgomery one week will have the two touchdowns, and then the Gibbs will have it the next week. And uh, respectively, the workload is – probably pretty close to even at this point. Uh, maybe it looks like Montgomery still has the edge on the workload. So, uh, But they are scoring from a little further out. Montgomery's still being used closer to the red zone, but uh, when you can score from further out like he has, then there is no red zone. Yeah. 47 and a half yards for Laporta is pretty good too. 47 and a half yards. Because you know this um this Vikings team likes to blitz a lot. They're very aggressive, you know. So I think those would be like the ones I like right there, like the Jameer Gibbs rushing forty six point five yards and the Sam Laporta forty seven point five yards receiving. I think that's that's a pretty pretty spicy line. So do you have the Lions winning this, or you think it's the Vikings? Yeah, I think the Lions win this one. Yeah. Vikings, uh, I mean, they lost to the Bengals, who have played well, but I wouldn't put them on the same tier as the uh, as the Lions right now. Eleven and four, they would put that puts them eleven and four. Man, they're right there for the whew, Lions heating up at the right time. All right, Commanders at Jets this is a dumpster fire game here. Thirty seven point total. I mean, it's good for fan. There's some fantasy, obviously, implications. You want to attack with the commanders. Jacoby Brissett, man, him and Terry McLaurin have a really good connection Connection there. But otherwise, I mean, what, what are the Jets doing at quarterback? They're back to Tim Boyle? No, he got, I, I, he got released last week, I think. He's, he's released. Uh, Zach Wilson's probably, I don't even know what's going on. Is he concussed? He's concussed. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, I mean, it, let's be honest, Zach Wilson was the only thing that gave them a chance to win any of these games. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. though he hasn't been great. I, I haven't picked the Commanders many weeks, but they might actually narrow in a narrow margin win this week. Might actually win this week with the Jacoby Brissett. Maybe they start Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. That'd be interesting. Well, they, they said Howell's starting, but that doesn't mean that they changed their mind one drive later. So. Yeah, you know, Jets are pretty good defense, so it very well could. And I heard Rodgers say on Pat McAfee's show, what was it, yesterday, that uh, he's he's still three to four weeks out, so it doesn't look like he's coming back this year, unfortunately, Jets fans. And it's too late anyways. Jets are out of the playoffs. I think that's kind of... Yeah, they activated him, but that doesn't mean anything. No. All right, Seahawks with that amazing... Uh, comeback victory over the Eagles on Monday Night Football. DK Metcalf with some insane catches. JSN, Drew Locke looking like the hero. I 
Do you, do you think Geno Smith or Drew Locke is better? Who who do you think is better there? Hmm. Um, on a on a consistency basis, I think still that Geno's uh, better for now. But I mean, Drew Locke had a lot to play for, and he definitely he definitely did it. Uh, whether he can do that consistently or not, I think's the report card on him, and that's why he's not starting. So. I think more than likely that they actually draft a QB this year. His prism PSA 10 has an average of $5. There has been five sales. Uh, somebody did react to it and bought a prism PSA 10 for 10 bucks. Oh no, a nine. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was on the nines guys. The tens are actually going for $20. Okay. Look at that 52 week low though. 52 week low of a dollar 25. That's interesting, man. Yeah, 156 sales. Like, it's not like, what about, what about just buy it now? Yes, uh, 100, 156 sales, but the best 1563 average 21. So, somebody, no, somebody did Tuesday morning, $21. I just couldn't resist. Got this, those flame emojis must have been it. <laughs> it's a powerful selling tool. Uh, so uh, are they going to start Gino or Drew Locke this week against the Titans? Because this is a great match. The Titans secondary sucks. And they, they could just shred them. Whoever's starting a Seahawks quarterback, if it's Drew Locke, I, I might buy a prison PSA 10 for 20 bucks or 10 bucks because, I mean, he's just nowhere to go but up from there. And this Titans secondary Oh, Gino Smith set to play week 16. There it is. Okay. Well, I mean, Geno's super cheap too, but I mean, this the Seahawks team might be going to the playoffs. I know who people really want on that team. It's DK Metcalf, it's Jackson Smith Najigba, and it's Kenneth Walker. Those have been the three brightest stars. I mean, Tyler Lockett's good. He's really good, and he just got he would have had a much bigger night. I mean, I know he got overthrown on a couple plays, but um, there was like a miscommunication there with him and Locke, but uh yeah i mean it's seahawks got great weapons man ken walker, walker is Andy. sick yeah he's sick I, I think that i think that just the couple injuries he's had this year has kind of kept his prices in check but that guy's amazing i mean he's powerful he's fast he can change directions quickly um i think you know he could actually be the the mvp of that team realistically when he's healthy of course so what's a Kenneth Walker uh, rookie auto going for? Well, oh yeah, man. Today a rookie auto, rookie ticket auto PSA 10, 62 bucks, and he signed him with a blue sharpie. You go, you go, Ken Walker. You don't see that very often, man. A nice little on card too. I like that. I like that. I gotta get me one, especially for sixty-two. I mean, that's not bad, dude. Yeah. I mean, we, one, I mean, look one, at all the other twenty twenty-two rookies, like you know, Christian Watson, stuff like that. You know, Garrett Wilson, shoot, uh, he was going for two fifty-three hundred. I mean, I bet you Drake London going for more than sixty-two right now. His yeah, his prices are in the dumpster too, which I honestly think makes him a good buy because they're they're a quarterback away from being a really good team. That's it. Quarter, quarterback away sometimes, man. I love those guys. Just like Tampa was, Andy, until they got uh, – Baker. 
Baker. Well, I was gonna say Brady, but Baker too. Oh yeah, but I mean Brady's goat. Um, Jags coming to Tampa, baby. Coming to Tampa. Don't have to drive too far. About a three hour drive. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Raymond James Stadium Sunday four oh five p.m. Steve, we gotta get this one, man. I want this I'll one. Pulling, I'll be pulling for Tampa, man. This is a very important game. And uh, what a better time than when Jacksonville's just looked flat. I mean, real flat. Somebody yeah, tag somebody tag Chris Godwin's wife and Dave Canales and just make sure that he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mess with her. It seems like the, when the Jaguars can get uh, Ridley going is when they're the, the most potent and uh, – in the games that he hasn't done that well, they've they've kind of floundered. So, yeah, that's the problem. Bucks can be definitely had in the air. I mean, their secondary's got holes for sure, and we just gotta we gotta put put some pressure on. Stop the run. Gotta stop ETN. We can do a pretty good job at that, but we gotta put that pressure on. Um, you know, Trevor, and put him on the ground. Generate some turnovers. Get those hey, strip sacks. He's, he's been fumbling a lot, man. You just yeah. gotta get a hand on him. Get a hand on him. Yeah, yeah. Make sure his hands are good and good and greased up. Eat some of those uh, Carter the Power chicken wings before the game, so his hands are nice and greased up before he goes out there. Yeah, man, I love it. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Here, here's uh, an interesting one, Andy, because yeah. uh, you know the the Bears on one hand. You know, they want Carolina to have that uh, the worst record so they can get that pick. So, in essence, by beating the Cardinals and the Panthers winning this week, they would have the same record. Uh, so it kind of makes you wonder. Obviously, they're going to try to win, but uh, I wonder if it's – as it gets late in the game, I wonder if they just lay off a little bit to make sure they don't get uh, the first pick. Yeah, that's interesting, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of at this point seems like a race for the top pick, right? I mean, if if these teams were smart, but I get it, they're so competitive week to week, and maybe the coach is feeling. Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, here I think that uh, the Bears lay it down. I think yeah, they lay it down this week. Uh, Kyler's been running for his life and making a lot of mistakes. If 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 Cardinals can get the run game going, Connors has been nice. He's actually been really good, uh, you know. If essentially him and Trey McBride is the whole show. So uh, turnovers and Bears lose, but if they can, uh, they can not fumble. The defense should be able to carry this one. Yeah, I I dig it, man. And I think you're I think you're right. I think you're on to something there, man. Uh. So, so now we got we move on to Cowboys at Dolphins. We we hit on this game earlier, but this one's super interesting. I was critical for fantasy too, especially my best ball team. Uh, so uh, tough game. It's going to be a nail biter, I think. But big game, obviously, for the Cowboys to prove what they're really made out of. If they want to make it any kind of deep in the playoffs, I think this is a big statement game for them here because we know them Dolphins are going to score points. The Cowboys are going to have, and the Dolphins' defense have been playing very well lately, like we said, Steve. Uh, So it's going to be close, man. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins. They're playing at home. Uh, 
and they've been running a lot, which clearly Dallas seemingly cannot stop the run. We saw that this past week. And uh, you do kind of take that pass rush away from Dallas and the secondary away, which has been their two strong strong points on defense. So uh, Tyreek is legitimately questionable. But um, I'm going to say he probably plays. But even if he doesn't, you saw Waddle, who's more than capable of doing all the same things. Yeah, I think that A-Chain has a big game here. And I think the Dolphins win this at home, but I think the Cowboys put up points and this one gets really juicy. Um, I think, I think the, you know, the Cowboys come out guns blazing, try and keep up, you know, they put up points, go back and forth, but the Dolphins end up, you know, taking over. Maybe there's a turnover in there or something. Um, but yeah, I think, so I think the Dolphins win, but I do, I do think the Cowboys bounce back and put up a much better stat line than they did last week. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just getting blanked. <laughs> yeah. Just not just getting just steamrolled. Um, well, we got Patriots who should be tanking for the number one overall pick and, uh, as well. <laughs> and the Broncos at seven and seven here. So still in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, Sunday night football. Anything exciting here in this game? You think you think it's pretty easy Broncos win? Yeah, it's it's gonna be probably just a snoozer, but I I could see it being close enough that Patriots cover, but Broncos win. Close game. Yeah. The Patriots have been keeping games interestingly close until, you know, Zappy or somebody turns the ball over. I mean, they kept it close against KC. You know, a couple couple yeah. penalties, a couple mistakes really cost them that game. In the first half. And Zappy threw a pick first play of the second half. <laughs> He's at least given some degree of life to the offense there. Yeah, it's it's been more life than what Mac was given. Um, not a not a McCorkle guy, not a McCorkle guy after all those low blows. Uh, now, now we move on to Monday, Christmas Day. Santa's come down the chimney. He's bringing the Raiders versus the Chiefs in KC. You know Taylor's going to be at this game. <laughs> can the Chiefs can get it done, right, against the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders, Raiders, surprisingly, their pass rush has been pretty dang good, led by Max Crosby. But their run defense has stunk. I don't think they're getting Pacheco back. Actually, CEH looked alive this past week in a featured role. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they're, they're busting out all the veterans because you got Kadarius Tony just handing over interceptions again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, an interesting one because on one hand you just saw the Raiders just absolutely smoke uh, the Chargers in, a, in an effortless fashion. And the Chiefs just, I wouldn't say just barely beat, but marginally beat the Patriots. So it's an interesting one. I mean, this is not the same Chiefs team that everyone's accustomed to watching. So I do think it could actually be potentially a close game. But uh, I think maybe that over-under is the way to go on total points for this one. Interesting. Yeah, I think, I think attacking some overs on... Uh... Aiden O'Connell combined with some overs on like Mahomes and maybe a line on 
if, if Pacheco's still out, CEH and Rashi Rice is now the featured wide receiver, number one wide receiver on this team. Uh, giving Kelsey a run for his money out there, who is looking like he's slowing down a little bit. I'm I'm starting to wonder if he's playing hurt because he did take some brutal hits early in the year and he just hasn't been the same since. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, dude, if, if the Giants beat the Eagles, Eagles are real bad. No, I, I think the Eagles bounce back here at home. Uh, 4.30 on Sunday. Jalen Hurts was sick this past week. And before that, he was banged up. I think the Eagles get their act together, but I'm a, I am a little concerned about this defensive secondary and how deep this Eagles team can actually make it into the playoffs. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to have to play better than this, dude. Uh, I get he was sick, but he he's going to have to throw the ball better than this and make better decisions than what he did this the past actually the past couple weeks. It's interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, maybe he's not that good. Maybe he's not that good. But nobody was saying that in the first half of the season. You know, he's definitely not playing to his potential. And I don't know if that's the team or the receivers or him or maybe the knee's still bothering him. It's hard to say for sure. But um, they're playing okay. They're playing good, but they're not playing Philly good like they were playing. So I don't think that uh, they're done. They're out. I think that. They need a couple good showings, and you got to have one this week against this team. I think you got to have one against the Giants. It's 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 uh, non-negotiable. You got to beat the Giants. They're they're the worst team in your division. So and and we um, we hit on the Ravens 49ers game, Steve. Uh, remind me of your pick again in that one. I think I think you called the 49ers at home. Yeah, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Niners. Yeah. Here. They just look tiers above every other team right now. It's hard to even put another team anywhere near them the way they're playing. So if if that line stays healthy, there's just nothing they can't do. You just, they have an MVP type running back. They have an MVP type quarterback. The receivers are doing crazy things. The defense is doing crazy things. I mean, they have every aspect of a uh, all Madden type team, but on a real team. Yeah, I think though that this is the best matchup to flip cards, and I like the prices better on the Ravens players. So, I think that's my play of the week, Isaiah Likely, in terms of cards, and probably what you can find on Com C, and then on um, on the 49ers. I mean, it's it's going to be expensive, but uh, you probably made good money if you already had 49ers. But we did have a a question earlier um, that I had starred up from Thomas B. Thomas B. He bought a 2022 Brock Purdy Optic Aqua for 200, sent it in for grading, got a PSA nine. Uh, he said that type of cards all over the place. What would y'all price it out? So we'll use um, our handy dandy keep them football card prices web app that you can get access to by going to footballcardquest.com. Shout out to nooffseason.com, Sports Card Network, for setting up and building that website for us and and uh, bringing us into the fold with the network and 
anything outside of football, definitely want to check out nooffseason.com sports card strategy. Um, but in, in here, guys, let's uh, type in Brock Purdy. Let's pull up the Aqua real quick. See what we got. We'll go, we'll go uh, Panini, Donruss, Optic. Panini, Donruss, Optic. And uh, Aqua. Or how do you spell Aqua? Aqua. There we go. Aqua. All right. So the nine... Nine, 52 week low, 129. Let's look at the one year, 19 sales. Not obviously not the best card for him, but just recently he had a $250 buy it now. He bought it back in 2022 for 200. So you're you're right. I mean, I'll look at this though. This is the thing. Look, look at where it got up to 299. So don't don't try and get greedy on this card. Obviously, there's no color match here. But you do have a serial number out of 299. I like that. But I mean, that's a lot, man. For that's how expensive Brock Purdy is. Uh, Steve, what do you think? I mean, I'm gonna recommend maybe sell this thing for like three, maybe, maybe you go like 345 or 349 and negotiate from there and try and flip it in the playoffs. Yeah, I was actually gonna say listed at 350 take offers. Uh, if they will presumably make the playoffs, if they make it past the first couple rounds, uh, what I've seen in my experience is QBs that make it to the Super Bowl that week, the prices are astronomical. I mean, in some cases, 2x, 3x, even higher in some cases. So, um, it's actually surprising to me that that is only that price because if you look at some of his other stuff, like with the base prism goes for or even the prism silver goes for i think that's a much more sought after card much rarer card than those even so maybe the market just hasn't adjusted accordingly yet but uh, you're in a good spot with that one i mean they're they're going to the playoffs so maybe hold it a couple more weeks and aim for 350 right now there you go there you go so steve uh you know we're at the end of the stream here because it is christmas time you know, I got to shout you out, man. You're very generous co-host, great friend. Uh, appreciate everything that you do for us and me and the quest. And uh, in fact, including these couple boxes that you sent me here for <laughs> Christmas that you, you want me to open them up on stream, right? Absolutely. All right. Steve's got a grin on his face. Uh, I have no clue what's in these boxes. They arrived the other day. They're pretty big, guys. You're getting a little special mail day here from steve the hitman to yours truly let's uh let's open them up i just gotta get bring the uh the card cam in real quick do i do i get a hint uh no hints no hints no hints no hints okay what what do you guys what do you guys uh guess that he, what it could be see kenny pickett says it's a dildo <laughs> maybe i guess we'll find out oh dude he's so funny there we go there's the link all right 
Let's see. Let's pull it in. While you're setting that up, I was watching a couple mm-hmm. auctions during stream, and the uh, Tua B- uh, PSA 10 base prisms are going for around 50 bucks. Man, I've been buying buying those up uh, in the $50 range. And the Optic Hollow PSA 9s under 50. So those make some good contrarian plays to the, uh, the Trevor Lawrence conversation. That is super interesting, man. That's really cheap. <laughs> Walgreens right. mystery box. All right, there we go. All right, so now we add that to the stream. I got to go get the boxes are over there. Let me go get them real quick. Extra small gloves. Yes, they are Kenny Pickett extra small QB gloves. Signed. Signed in blood. starting to jump up yeah that the mosaic base is uh even the 2020 ones uh when the ceiling started going up on the high-end stuff for for burrow and herbert those started to climb up too so those were really abundant when they came out but you can't get them cheap anymore should i open the big one first or the small one either one you already got that one there To Andy from Steve the Hitman. Oh, look, and and Derek Richard. Get out of here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this and Derek Richard is starting to get me concerned. Especially when his Canadian wieners are going to fly out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Good Lord. What in the world is this? Oh, sweet. What? Dude, you guys are too generous, man. Thank you. Whoa, dude, check this out. Mini helmet. Buccaneers mini helmet. Dude, this is sick. And who's it uh who's it signed by here? It's Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, Antoine Winfield Jr., man. He's yeah. awesome, dude. He's one of the top safeties in the league. One That's of my favorite cool, defensive dude. players and uh Sure to be around for a while. The the JSA uh, authentication thing is under the under the helmet in there. Dude, this is sick, man. Thank you guys. Oh man, that's awesome. I gotta uh yeah, I'm gonna put it up like I can put it up right up not right here for right now. But um yeah, that'll go up perfect. I'll put it up there right by my football. I or figured, right you know, I, I don't know if you you know for those of you that are still watching two hours in uh You've probably noticed the channel has grown quite a bit. So uh, that being said, Andy, the, the background for the show is going to evolve too with some uh, higher-end Buccaneers items. You know? Heck yeah, man. Slowly, slowly but surely, the collection continues to grow and the memorabilia. I love it, man. You guys are awesome. I know what I'm going to I know what I'm going to send Derek, though. <laughs> Can you pick it, PSA 10. 
Can't, no, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tiny dildo for Kenny Payton to represent. <laughs> Tampa Bay thong. Yeah. Oh, sweet man, what is this, bro? I, the box is so big, I'd have it out here, but it's like it's too big. There's no no information, but here, put the box here. Look at that, guys. It's a there's a foosball in here, like a there NFL is. foosball. Dude, is this is this signed by Mike Allstott? Yes, sir. Wow, bro. Dude, that is so nice of you, man. Thank you. Holy yeah, crap. You're very welcome, that is man. Sick. I know not too many people I know that have uh grew up watching the A-train plow over people, so I know you'd have an appreciation for that. Dude, you are the man. Hitman with the the setting the bar. Him and him and Derek setting the bar for Christmas gifts. Uh, nice. I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> no, I know. I really appreciate it, man. This is really nice. Thank you very much. And this yeah. is like a really nice uh, quality football too. Super grip cover. Mike Allstott, one of the coolest guys, dude. Just awesome player and just. Sick, sick, just really good, like human too, man. Good guy. Yeah, there's. Uh, I can send you the link. I found some because I got one for my football here at the house too. But some nice cases, little display cases. Kevin Corey says he's the best fullback ever. You gotta have to send me a link for the display case because now I have two footballs. I actually should. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna have to retrofit my my display back here, and um, maybe put them right there or something where i've got some room there or i can i can put set up some kind of other display on this side like a little shelf or something so yeah man sweet thank you yeah man nice right right in right in view for the show it's got to be there oh yeah 100 percent, man sweet thank you bro you are welcome man and sorry to, to everyone else in the chat. I didn't get everyone a gift, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I could have, I would have. But uh, we appreciate not only you guys watching tonight, but uh, every night that you guys tune in. And uh, we're growing pretty quick, man. I think last time I looked, a uh, little bit over 8K subs, man. On the quest to 10K, man. I, I You know, the goal was 10K by the end of the year. But I didn't really like I don't like push that or anything like that, you know. Um it'll happen. It'll happen, you know. We just we're just we're gonna be here, guys. We're gonna be here throughout the playoffs. We'll be here throughout the off season. We'll be here every week, man. Every week, every week. Yeah. So and make sure for you the people that don't know, we're super active. There is no off season. It's not a coincidence that we're part of the no offseason.com sports card network. We are as active, if not more active. Honestly, in the off season than during the season. Uh, yeah, and there's there's uh, there's big news uh, coming up for the the quest in 2024 too that I'm excited to share. I can't I can't share until it's official, but in 2024 there's going to be a lot of um, public appearances and and a lot, I got a lot of big plans for 2024 this for for the quest for us to really take it to the next level. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fueled by, fueled by guys like you, Steve is fueled by guys like 
Kenny Pickett is hot garbage, who uh, secret secretly is Derek Richard, and uh, <laughs> one of his one of his uh, many burner accounts. Um, so yeah, man, no, it's it's fueled by guys like you, man. You guys have really kept me going. The late sticks, the filthies, the uh, all the other guys out there that are premium members um, in the Patreon. Uh, who are really making it possible for us to to um, grow this thing to the next level? So I'm I'm pumped, and I can't wait to, for it to be official, so that way I can share it and um, it actually be of, official. But I I think it's going to kick off 2024 strong, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna be doing multiple things, including the national again in 2024, Cleveland, Ohio, baby, let's go. Uh, I just got an email the other day. The tickets, like there's like a pre-sale on the tickets. So um, we'll be there, man. Thank you, Jason, man. Yeah, man, I wish I could get get something out to everyone. Uh, but my, my gift from you guys is just you guys being here and uh, being a part of the show every week. Andy and I appreciate that. Everyone part, as that's part of the show does appreciate that, too. Yes, knowledge bombs, bro. And we appreciate you guys. All right. We are out. Good luck in week 16. Good luck in your 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 fancy playoffs. I've got two teams in the playoffs left. Plus, we got some sweats on best ball and we got our pick'em slips. A lot of action left to look forward to. And we'll be back next Wednesday night, Steve, unless you're you're out or something. I'll I'll be here. Yeah. Nah, we'll be here. We'll be furnace, furnace should be fine for a while. Oh, let's go, baby. And don't forget, Andy, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Three games, too. That's exciting. All right. Merry Christmas. Good luck. See you next week. Peace.